Darby. We're New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. It's always when I'm like, when I get to experiences we're having, it's all gravy, baby. I'm down the hill. It's good to go. I know I got the dub, so it was exciting. Well, because that's the end. That's the end. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you ever get to the end of, like, something, and you're like... You know, I don't know. You're like, yeah, I got this. This is dope. You know I think I mean? you literally like said this. by five points. You said this exact same left. thing at the start of our last episode. Because it feels good. <laughs> Maybe I did. It feels good, y'all. It feels good. feels good. Um, dude, I was just thinking, I might become a y'all guy. Dude, y'all have beers? Y'all, dude, since going to Nashville this year, I'm 100% a y'all guy. It's just a more efficient way of talking. What are y'all doing over there? Yeah, how y'all doing out um, there? I'm a y'all guy in the classroom. That's here's, really when the y'all is. It's hard for me nice. not to put the accent on. You know what I mean? And so then I feel like when I say y'all, I have to like fight out of the accent. Kind yeah. Of. And so like, that's like, you know, how y'all, y'all been out there? Y'all going it's down like, to the bayou? <laughs> just throwing out bayou. He knows <laughs> we so going down to the quarry? Throw some rocks in the quarry? Uh, oh, man. I don't know if that's Southern. How the hell are you guys? What's up? What are you doing? I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. That's not even true. I've we saw you. We saw you last weekend, didn't we? Yeah, I know. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Sorry. No, two weekends ago. Two weekends. Um, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, dude, been pretty good. Um, work's going good. Love to hear New truck that. is nice. Um, New truck, who dis? Yeah. Besides That's that, awesome. you know, just That's doing the damn thing. I know you sent me a picture. You got white again, right? Or did you get black? You got black. No, I got right? black. You got black. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. And my truck was um, in your driveway like, two weekends ago. Yeah, but we didn't really like. I wasn't. We weren't really like. I, I mean, know, you I looked at it. You truck. walked right past it. I wasn't looking at your truck. We blocked Carolyn. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. How'd that go? Oh man, that was honestly. It went. It. It went fine. As good as it could have in that situation. It, it, went, it went fine because, and this is no news to anybody who's in a relationship, the big fights aren't really when, like, one side is like, I fucked up. Like, when you know you fucked up, like, that's not, the big fights is when, like, maybe you fucked up a little bit, but you feel like the other side's kind of blowing it out of proportion, or maybe you don't feel like you were in the wrong at all. In this particular case, I was a thousand percent in the wrong, and so... I came in hat in hand, right? <laughs> On I, your I, knees. I, babe, please. I, I, take please. me back, Carol. Please take me back. Um, and so I came hat in hand and I said, yo, my bad. Yo, if I was in your shoes, I would be irritated right now, to be honest. And so I feel like that was appreciated. Also made some bomb-ass dinner. That always helps the case. Well, I remember I texted you because it was so funny. Like, we're on the course and Rich is like – yeah and he's like you know he's thinking he's like what, what am i gonna do he's like all right i'm gonna go pick up some flowers the and entire, then he's like the yeah, he's like gonna go to the grocery store and he's like i'm gonna have dinner waiting and he's like what are we gonna have for dinner and he's like you know what i feel like a nice carbonara would like really hit the spot for carol no and it was just funny because they were at carrie's shower rich's yeah. sister and like Laura was obviously there, comes home with a bunch of leftovers in like one of the boxes. I'm like, oh, what's this? And she's like, oh, they had a carbonara pasta. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> she didn't have it though. She no, didn't I know, which is so fine. I, I, but when it would have just me been that like, text, I was like so funny. You're just like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, of course they fucking did. Um, so I immediately text her. I'm like, did you have carbonara for lunch? She's like, yeah. she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so oh, yeah, that was, man, that, that was, was funny. That was an experience. That was an experience. We blocked her. For those who don't know what we're talking about, like we, we went golfing, and, and my sister, Carrie Kennedy, sister of the podcast, had her bridal shower, and Carol was going, and we got up really early for golf, took the car that was at the end of the driveway, my truck, and then left all the other cars there, blocking in her car so she couldn't get out. Um, and if we had just but, even left our keys... Like non issue, right, which we decided not to do. I don't know why we all took but, our keys. But. Yeah, we probably should have taken our keys, or we probably should have taken the keys. But I think we also like moved the cars and stuff. So it was like a whole thing. It was eight thirty. It was earlier than eight thirty because we teed off at eight thirty. So yeah, um, golfed at Sacamore. Man, nice that course. Just a, that's just a great B minus course. Yeah, it's a great B solid. Course. And I don't mean B minus as a negative. I mean B minus in the sense that like. Peas 
I think is a little has the holes are a little bit better, I think, and I would say it's 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 generally better taken care of. Um and the facilities, like the food and the, all that stuff, that's really where SAG kind of drops down a little bit. Um, I think Breakfast Hill is actually the most well taken care of course in the area, but oh yeah, but, but I would like, as the people there are dicks. Yeah, but you guys haven't gone this year. I feel like it's better this year. I really do. I feel like they turned some staff over. I feel like it's better. You're this just year. saying that because you want to get a membership there. I do. I really do. Well, oh, I hate that so I much. I, I know. I, I, would pull a trigger. Trigger. I would hate that for you. I would hate that if you. I think I'm gonna pull a trigger. I got. I got to oh. golf more during the week, but I'm not gonna go and I just don't want to go and spend twenty something bucks. I mean, it's not that much, but I want to go spend twenty something bucks that much. Peas like, sometimes... is peas really that much more from a cost no? It's standpoint? a waiting list, buddy. It's a waiting list. Peas uh... is that much more popular. Yeah, yeah. I'd go peas and I'd pay. I'd pay twenty five percent more to. to That's what peas. I was like. What is hundred percent? I would oh, okay. for the. For the food alone, like just because like they got how long is the waiting list? You should have got on the waiting list like last year. I'm on the waiting list. Oh, okay. I'm on the waiting list. I know what I'm doing here. I'm not, you know what I mean. But I just, I'm trying. I'm out here. You guys wouldn't also wouldn't hate it. Here's the other thing: is you wouldn't hate it. You would bitch and you would moan for a little while. Then you'd get to know the course a little bit better. We'd become friendly faces, right? We'd start giving the starter shit. You know what I mean? And and like, and you he'd know, just we'd sit there the bean mugging. <laughs> he'd be like, it would literally like, be like that we're video like where he's like, shit, but he's like not laughing yeah. at all. He's like, you boys have outside alcohol. We're like, no. We're like, and he's Tim, like, you son of a bitch. You he's mind like, if I check your like, bag? <laughs> Dude, that that um that video I said that was funny. Guy, that was hilarious. Sorry, visual aid for a vocal meeting. maybe i'll share the video on new england social maybe we should okay that brings me to my next thing folks we're trying to get better at social media we know it's not it's not our strong suit uh, you know we were putting the entire load on nick not fair and so now we're we're, we're getting out there taking over the twitter I'm the not twitter is not a burner account just so you our guys twitter, know it has not been hacked it's not a robot like or a burner, a burner. Our it, is, <laughs> it is rich. we were so here's the thing not only do we only have 10 followers, I get in there, we're only following 35 people, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Twitter, you – the rules of Twitter is you follow everything and anything you're interested in because it's where everybody goes and posts new shit. Like, it, like it But also stuff. then I feel like your timeline gets flooded and you don't see half the stuff. But it's not like Instagram where you really need to see, like – I, I like you know you know you don't need to see like people's personal shit as much. Like you want to catch a tweet here and there, but like you want the tweets that are kind of aligning with trends, anyways. And so if you tweet something that's trending or tweet about something that's trending, I'm gonna see it on my Twitter. And so I, and like also I don't know, dude. I'd push back. I I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Like I you're a big Twitter guy. Twitter. I I like I'm not saying I see every tweet that comes my way, but I see a lot of them. <laughs> I've never missed a tweet. <laughs> Rich, Rich never misses a tweet. A tweet Iron a Man company. streak. <laughs> um, so I take it over Twitter. Um, it, we're, we're any social two on Twitter. Please follow us. It's it's like a it's a, like we have ten followers. That's a problem. Like we need more. <laughs> like we need more. I like got one follower. You like call your mom up. You're like, hey mom, I need you to make a Twitter account. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I'm calling my grandfather. He's 90. I'm like, hey, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, the big red app, the big blue app. Yep, hit that one. Yeah, walk him through. Brings me to also fantasy football. I'm trying to, I'm trying my best to kind of teach fantasy football to my 90-year-old grandfather. I would say it's going well for him being 90 years old. Um, However, and I'm only going to hag them out because I know neither of them listens to this podcast, but my mom does, and she's going to find this mad funny. My father and my aunt were the ones who, who like peer pressured me into starting a family fantasy football league. And they have put in the minimal amount of effort you could put into learning how fantasy football works or even how to move players in the sleep. I think your aunt called you while we were golfing a few weekends ago, and you're I like hear you, and you're like, yeah, so click – Click the RB next to Montgomery, and you're going to want him put him <laughs> in the, the W slash R slash T position. Right. Which, again, my aunt, again, <laughs> my aunt, I've got a longer leash for. She's my aunt. Yeah. My father's the one that, and we, we hit a point the other day. No words were exchanged, but I could tell my frustrations were being projected over the phone. 
Right. Because I was essentially like, like we had to get on FaceTime. We had to get on FaceTime. So You're like, bro, this. figure it the fuck out. Not, not figure it the fuck out, but I'm just saying, if this is, if, if my father is known, <laughs> known for studying stuff. Like he gets on something. We have the same obsessive personality. So he gets on something and he reads a motherfucking book. He watches a video. He subscribes to a fucking magazine. He does his thing. Homeboy gets brushed up on shit. And so I know if he really wanted to do it, he would be the best damn fantasy football player this side of the Mississippi. If he this, wanted to be. This, <laughs> there's that accent coming out. Be. He'd be the best damn football player this side of Mississippi. And I, here's, the, here's the worst part. My mom's losing it in the car right now. She hears this because I sound exactly like my father right now. I know that if he wanted to be better at this, he could be better at this. But he doesn't. He relies on me to do it because he knows he can just call me. And so I had to get, I had to get a little short with him last time. Well, pops. Maybe he just wants to talk. Maybe he's like, I know what I'm doing, but I just want to take this opportunity to talk to my. Maybe he's just like, I want to talk to my son. No, it's not that. I don't even want to get into that. I don't even want to. That's what he would try to tell me. That's not what this is. That's not what this is. Uh, Anyways, how's fantasy going for you two? Um, In Lambda League, yeah. We'll just focus on Lambda League here. Honestly, not super to start the year. Um, Was 0-2. Picked up my first dub last week. We're going into week four now. Um, I've just had a lot of injuries on my team. So I'm hopeful in the long run. Um, Yeah, I had like Kamara, who was out for a couple games. Got Godwin, who's been out. Um, Russell Wilson has been dreadful. So I've had had a little bit of unlucky kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I I like some prospects. Also, it's super annoying because no one does anything. No one wants to trade ever. I know. What I'm do you want to trade? What are you looking for? I sent you a trade, and I saw you made a waiver move, and you didn't even accept or reject my trade. So, oh, me? So this is no, why I hate, I hate. I hate Yahoo. I, it literally I, I says Yahoo. pending transaction at the top I with a big red I literally number. Literally, checking my Yahoo team. Okay, I admit I'm seeing it now because I'm looking. <laughs> at it. Yeah, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. But I literally checked my Yahoo team. And the fact that I don't see that is a problem. That's a UI problem. I'm sorry. It's a UX okay. problem. What? I see. It. Um, okay. Well, I guess you got to look for it. There's no notification. There's probably a notification option. Yeah. All right. Let's check out this trade live. Well, like, no. Let's, well, just tell us how you're doing. Don't we have to keep it? You, you're trying to trade me more? He's oh, on no. your team. I have four teams <laughs> going, dude. I have Jeez. four teams. Okay. Well, so how. Rich, you're doing pretty good. I am. I, I, I got to give it to you. You've uh, you um, got a great pick with uh, Saquon. He's really panned out. Um, yeah, doing well. So you're doing um, good. Ride from Woof, also doing good. So highest points in the league right now. Yeah. The big dog. Yep. Uh, Rich does. Yeah, by like fifty, uh, which is nice. Yeah. I yeah, took a loss. I, I lost to you, Garby, right? Yeah. I lost you to did. you. Lost to Ryan from Wolf was a tough week. Tough it tough, week. It was a tough week. It was. It was a tough week. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with it so far. Long season. Hey, long season. Yeah, no, exactly. Long season. People that think if you're if you're like you're already winning it or you're out of it right now, like that is so not the case. That is how I'm feeling no. in Port City, Port uh PCL. Um shout out Todd who's in the PCL, Port City League. Uh, I am getting absolutely tarnished. Week after week, I get my fucking skull caved in in fantasy football on PCL. It's hey, bad. long week. It's hey, long season. Yeah, long season. What about you, Rye? How's you feel good about Rye from Wolf? Um, three and zero right now, but I just feel like I drafted uh, Josh Allen in the third round. That's not my normal move. I usually stream a quarterback. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel okay about my team. I feel Dude, like, it's I like mean, playoffs, so but not this. I would say that this year so far, it's like the top five quarterbacks, and everyone else has kind of been garbage. Like, if there was a year kind to of. have done that, kind this of. was for sure the year. Because like before the season, I was like, I got snagged Russell Wilson in like the ninth round, and I was like, mm-hmm. dude, he's gonna be like, he is so garbage. go. I he's been Aaron brutal. Too. He's been he brutal. Um. There's been like so like Dak Prescott's gotten injured. Tom Brady sucked. Obviously, Rodgers hasn't been good. Like it's pretty much been not Herbert hasn't even really been that great. It's been like Allen, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and uh, I'm missing one other guy. 
Russell Wilson has been ridiculously bad. Yeah, he hasn't been that good, like, dude. Which was pretty surprising, guy? honestly. I was like one of the people coming in the season where I was a huge like I I didn't think that Oakland was gonna be like dope, and they've obviously been way worse. But I thought that Denver, I was like Denver might win this division. I feel like they're gonna be sneaky, like super elite, really and they've. I mean, so to their to their benefit, you know, they are three and zero. I t- but I tweeted out. I tweeted out. Wait, I'm like, who's three and zero? Denver. They are. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. But but yeah. But like, it's like not like, and they've played like some crap. Wait, no, no, no. Teams. They're not three and zero. They're not three and zero. They lost their first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're three. They I think lost, there's they, only no, they, they lost the only three and zero teams are Miami. Oh, okay. Miami and Eagles. I Eagles t- and Miami. I tweeted yeah. about this. Miami and the Eagles are the only two teams that are three and zero, and they right. both look great. Like they both look like they are on fire right now. Uh, Miami's yeah. had a lot of points scored against them, so I hope their offense can keep up. But um, they still have been putting up some numbers. Um, all right, we know all not all our listeners are the biggest sports fans, so we will move on. But fall's pretty much here. It's cold outside. Oh, it's getting it's getting a little brisk. I'd say I do feel like we haven't like hit sweatshirt weather. I'm really no. It's still kind of like when I'm walking home from work. It's like a little. It's a little toasty sometimes in the sun. Yeah, yeah. No. Like I want to get to the weather where like not if it's okay to wear a sweatshirt. It's like a sweatshirt must be worn. Oh yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna be cold. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like you don't necessarily need a coat, but you got a lot of, you know, you got a lot of punk ass bitches out there putting a coat on. But you know, Mr. Vest has already been busting out the best. You have been busting out. Hey, oh. this is where you look like a genius, right? This tweener, this tweener time. The best, right? dude. Like, yeah, the best. That's awesome. Um, let me see. Anything else that we have here? Uh, Nick, you brought this up. Yeah, I was just worse. thinking about it the other day. It was super random. But what do you guys think? I just wanted to say it for this. So what do you guys think is worse? Brain freeze? Stubbing your toe or hitting your funny bone? Hitting your funny. Uh, I'm gonna go brain freeze. That's I went brain freeze because I literally think, and obviously, all jokes aside, you know, I'm not trying to be like flippant about certain things, but like the the one and a half seconds that you have a brain freeze for, you're thinking to yourself, literally, just end it. You're like, God, smite me right now. Because this is, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, dude. For two seconds, you're like, this is this is awful. I am not the, I'm going stubbing toe. <laughs> I'm going stubbing toe because this is exactly what I think when I'm when I stub my toe. I think in my head, this you're like smite me be, down. No, this should not be a fucking problem. Somebody <laughs> should have come up with something that prevents this from happening at all times. People have been stubbing their toe. Since the beginning of time, like, should evolution. Do we need shit. toes? Should we even have toes? <laughs> I'm just like sitting here. So we got this new bed, and it's a metal bed, right? Um, <laughs> and and there's this little, not maybe an inch and a half wide, like cylinder that it sits on, on you know. So it's a post, right? And there's a middle one, and so for some reason. I cannot walk into our room without stubbing my toe on it. And I literally, it's some of the, the most angry I have felt in the last week has been, and it's been a week at work. Could so you just be influenced by recency bias? You've been stubbing your toe a lot, so that's at the maybe, forefront of your mind. Maybe. I, that's, when was the last time you had a brain so. freeze? I have brain freezes. Um, I have brain freezes, I want to say, pretty frequently because I drink a decent amount of smoothies. And so... You catch a smoothie, you're a little hungry in the morning. You you make a really good smoothie. You oh, you're just fast. You sucking that, that down. Yeah, exactly. You have that brain freeze. Have you ever put your tongue on the top of your mouth when you have a brain freeze? So that's what I do to stop myself from sneezing. I read that and it actually works. It, it works. works. Brain for me. So not just like touching, like you have to do pressure. Like if you feel yourself like you're gonna sneeze, like like really press your tongue against the roof of your mouth and really? it, the sneeze subsides yeah um okay let's jump into it here <laughs> oh yeah really quick quick Sorry, teaser we to pro- tease we wanted to promo promo this um 
we're going to be reviewing the new Hocus Pocus. If you've been a longtime listener, um, <laughs> you have next listened episode. to our next episode. What's that? Next episode. Next episode. Next episode. Right we're going to be reviewing the new Hocus Pocus. If you're a longtime listener, then you've heard our our top New England movies where somehow fucking Hocus Pocus and Shawshank Redemption got on there. And what? I will admit, people people love that episode. So we're going to be doing a Hocus Pocus in review uh, on our next episode. So we'll be watching it. You should definitely watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah, so get ready for that. Really quick before we jump in, I'm going to refill mine. What are you guys drinking? Love that for you. Um, so like we said, we're in fall season. And for those of you that don't know me i'm fairly basic in that i love pumpkin stuff so until it comes off of the shelves i will be drinking pumpkin head so yeah synthetic pumpkin flavoring if you haven't watched the fall draft episode now synthetic real, real pumpkin, pumpkin flavoring. flavored no synthetic um, and that's why i'm drinking jacko samuel adams because this is probably the most synthetic pumpkin flavor you'll get but it's the best if you want a real like Jacko is like it's, awesome. Jacko is really good. I got tastes Rich, like you introduced pie. it to me last fall. Yeah. yeah. It tastes like, it tastes like pumpkin pie. It's completely synthetic. Great. Um I am drinking uh what is it called? I think it's North North Beach. It's called North Beach. Uh sorry, I probably sound like I'm screaming because I just adjusted. Yeah, I was gonna say you just get really loud. Um it's North Beach. Uh it's a great rhythm beer. Uh, it's a Mexican lager, so kind of like a Modelo. Um, hmm. It's like a Bud Light. It's really good. It's super good. So uh, loving it. Switching up there, huh? Switching I, I am there. switching it up. I've been doing no – I was like – I wanted to wrap up the summer no IPAs on the keg. There you um, go. So, no IPAs. Yeah. So I've been getting a lot of resonation from Great Rhythm. Great Rhythm – um, has a bunch of beers that are good that are not IPAs, which is good. So uh, I will be getting back into IPAs for the fall for those who visit my tap often. Um, great, folks. We're jumping into our episode. Exciting episode uh, because we're rolling up on Halloween, the scariest month of the year. Um, <laughs> did I say Halloween, the scariest month of the year? Sorry. We're rolling up in October, the scariest month of the year because it has Halloween in it. And so we're doing a kind of like a Stephen King like info episode, which people generally like, which is awesome. And so we're going to talk a little bit about his personal life. Uh, we'll kick it over to Nick for his publication history, and then we'll wrap up with Garb, our main resident, talking a little bit about um, the locations that his books are based off of, which is pretty cool. Did I miss anything, boys? Um, Garby, what are you doing? Bud? All you, big dog. Huh? What? Oh, you. I'm good to go. Okay, you're just doing some weird, it, you're doing some weird shit in the camera. I'm just making sure the oh. listeners know that I was. I'm pre gaming. Sorry, I was Nick. You good, buddy? You look confused over there. No, I'm good. I'm just re I'm reading. I'm good to go, homie. You're good. You're locked in. Okay, cool. Oh, I will kick it off with the personal life. Cool. Stephen Edwin King, born March. Uh, sorry, September twenty first, nineteen forty seven. I think that was the same year that Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. I cool. want to say. Maybe somebody can do some quick research for me. <clears throat> um, youngest child, uh, he had a brother, um, raised primarily by his mother, uh, Nellie Ruth King. Uh, his father was a traveling vacuum salesman, Donald Edwin King. Um, went to Lisbon Falls High School. Uh, he lived in Durham, Maine for a while as well. Um, and he has three kids. And he has four grandchildren. Um, Stephen is a Scottish Irish of Scottish Irish ancestry. He's six four and weighs about two hundred pounds. I think Garby can take him, to be honest, um, in a scrap well, for sure. He's like eighty. Yeah, sorry, dude. Sorry, I'm giving you a compliment. I think you kick Stephen King's ass if th if things get you live in the same town, pretty much, just in case you ever run into him. Oh, yeah. I'll I mean, for those of you that Fuck just up. aren't privileged to the video, like, Garby's shoulders have just been looking swole Dude, lately, Garby, so I back that 1,000%. I honestly, he almost switched to a YouTube because Garby looks so damn good these days. He looks. I've been running. Yeah, I've dude. Been... I, okay. Dude, can your boys not? When we're, when we're ragging on you, you're pissed. When we're giving you compliments, you're pissed. Dude. Can... Well, I'm a pissed off person. Okay. Right? Yeah. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great accent. Um, he went to UMaine, 
and graduated in 1970. Uh, wrote a weekly column in the main campus. Um, was the main campus still a paper while you were there, Garb? Don't believe so. All right, good for you. On the student senate, which um, lines up because he has a pretty storied history with politics, which we'll talk about a little bit. Um, Mary Tabitha Spruce. Uh, in 1971, they met at school, I think in the library. Uh, oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did, right? Sorry. You know what goes down in the library. Uh, you, man? He was in the laundry game for a bit um, until he essentially uh, – and, and and right after school, he was, like, working in, like, industrial laundry, and he was, like, selling uh, short stories to uh, men's uh, magazines. Right? Playboy. Yeah. Play Including Playboy. Was it Playboy? Uh, and then he essentially sold um, his first professional story, which I think you'll talk about, Nick. But uh, was it – I think it was – was it 71 that he essentially – no, 73. He ends up getting a job teaching in 71. And then in 73, mm -hmm. so shortly after, he essentially sells he, – uh, he writes, writes Carrie. Yeah. yeah. And and essentially he becomes the Stephen King that we know today. Um so I, I think in summary, just because I don't want to take up too much time, I know like the the like really meaty stuff here is like his his writing, but essentially he kind of like moved around a little bit. Um, he moved down south in '73 to help out with his mom, um, yeah. who unfortunately passed away at the very early age of 59. Um, yeah, I was sad. Uh, and he lived on Sebago in Wyndham. Doesn't King? Doesn't John King live in Wyndham? Yes. Is John King? John King's related to Stephen King. No. How do you know? Well, he he has not. We got to do that, a genealogy so. test. Until we prove yeah. differently, John King is related. Yeah, to but him. he's from New Hampshire. He like moved. Oh to yeah, because those are real far <laughs> from each other. Well, I'm not saying he's from Wyndham. That's my point. Like you mean, you know what I mean? He's not from Wyndham. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe I don't know. Maybe he wants to get back to his family roots. You don't know. So, <laughs> um, why would John King, being from Wyndham, have anything to do with it? Because he, Rich was just talking about Stephen King and Wyndham, yeah. right? Because King lives in Wyndham. No, I know, I get it. I'm Rich just, said, I'm just with Rich. Like he moved there, but they're close enough in proximity where it's another King. He, yeah, I know. What I'm saying is the fact that King is from oh, Wyndham and geez. and Stephen King is We're from just Wyndham. A whole fucking episode. That's just of a coincidence. Off. Do you not understand what I'm Listen, saying? Garvey, Are you dumb? Hey, We're sorry. El, that we pissed you off. No comprehendo. Is this how you talk to <laughs> yeah, your students? You're, apparently, you're not comprehending. Um, <laughs> Yo, soy upset. Uh, I literally put in my notes here. John lives in Wyndham. Is John related to Stephen King? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. See, he wrote. Uh, he wrote his second book while he was there as well. Um, and then he went to Europe for a very short amount of time, but quickly moved back to Central La Lovell, Maine. I think it is. Is that how you yeah. say it, Garb? Lovell. Yeah. Lived out in Colorado too for a bit. Central Lovell, Maine. Um, and he was living there. It's pretty close to Bangor, uh, where he taught creative writing at UMO for a while. You imagine if you had Stephen King as a teacher, like either like in high school or like for creative writing in UMaine. You're like, yeah, Stephen King was my teacher. That would be fucking badass. You have like a graded paper by Stephen King. They were writing papers still back then too. So yeah, jeez, that's awesome. Kind of just like along those lines, not to get too off track, but like yeah. one of the surgeons at where I worked before when I worked at Angel. He's literally like worked there for like the first couple months and like, you know, really unassuming guy, but like head of the surgery department, pretty important position. Come to find out the dude's literally the godfather of soft tissue surgery. And he's like the most like down to earth, like chill, like dad joking kind of guy. He he is the one that writes all the textbooks that colleges, veterinary colleges use across the country for soft tissue surgery. Like yeah, they are yes. like, oh, yeah. And so like kind of just along those lines where you're like, yo, like. People like come to our hospital and they're like, holy shit, you know this guy? And I'm like, yeah, no, I was just like fucking swearing up a storm with him in the OR two seconds ago. Yeah, dude, we were smoking a doobie out back. Where was I? Um, Stephen King and his wife uh, donate a lot of money to local schools. I think he owns a couple of uh, radio stations or owned a couple of radio stations in Maine as well. Nice. Um, and so he's like really ingrained in Maine. 
Um, and so that's kind of like, I'm sure I didn't hit like every facet of Stephen King's personal life, but like, that's kind of the overview because I wanted to spend a little bit more time in two areas. The first one is politics. He's like really into politics. Um, I will just say disclaimer, I'm a massive Democrat. Uh, Stephen King is also a massive Democrat. Not that like it matters here. I would give the same information if he was a Republican, but just as a disclaimer, um, he is not a Paula Page fan. He like really doesn't like Paula Page. And so I'm kind of interested to see what he thinks about the current political landscape in Maine. Um, he protested the Vietnam War while he was in college. He was almost drafted, but uh, he didn't pass the draft because he had a bunch of different like kind of small medical stuff. Like I think it was like nearsighted, flat footed. He had a punctured eardrum or something like that. And so he wasn't able to be drafted. Um, he wrote this like really funny article and i think he's written a couple of them for the daily beast called um tax me for fuck's sake which essentially just talks about like essentially taxing the one percent at a higher rate and whatnot and again regardless of where you sit on that argument the article itself is hilarious he's like again i don't like scary stuff at all and so this is like literally probably one of the first things i've read at length that stephen king has written um and he's just like a fucking I mean, I know, like, surprise, surprise, but he's just an amazing writer, and he is so, so quick-witted. It's it's really, really great. Um, and so that's kind of a little bit about his political career. He's kind of supported, you know, again, pretty much every major Democratic. Huge Barrio uh, guy. Say it again? He was a huge Barrio guy. Yeah, big, um, big Elizabeth Warren guy, too, as well. Um, so... Yeah, that's mostly for his politics. Um, now to get into like a darker part of Stephen King, which is his drug addiction. I think the cool thing about his drug addiction is, although he was uh, outside, of, like, <laughs> outside of the fact that drugs are cool, I think drugs the cool are so thing about cool. his drug addiction. Do you ever start a sentence that way? The cool thing about his drug addiction <laughs> is dot dot dot. I think the cool thing about his drug addiction is it really like. Like, as far as his professional writing career, like, the stuff he's known for, um, it, like, what – it didn't go on quite as long. Like, he's written a ton of stuff. But, like, he publishes Carrie in 73. Um, his family essentially has an intervention with him that starts his Decades of Sobriety in 83, I'm pretty sure. And so it was really, like, this 10-year span of his, like, professional writing career that he was, like, heavily using drugs. That said, it sounds like it was pretty bad. Um, he had the intervention – sorry, he had the intervention in 87, not 83. Um, but essentially he had this intervention, and his wife brought over the trash can. And in the trash can there was beer cans, cigarette butts, cocaine in gram bottles, cocaine in plastic baggies, coke spoons caked with snot and blood – Valium, Xanax, um, bottle of Robitussin, cough syrup, NyQuil, cold medicine. He was like apparently like really into Listerine and NyQuil. Like as long as it like kind of – yeah, like he was like down to fucking clown. He's um, like the like middle school kid who's like, ah, I got to catch a buzz. Right, yeah. I think – I mean it didn't come out and say this, but it sounds like it really – it sounds like it was like pretty heavy booze to start. He was a pretty heavy alcoholic. Yeah, he was like pretty big on the booze to start, but then when his like movie his book started getting turned into movies, he like went to like those circles and then that's where he found, you know, sweet, sweet cocaine. And like I think that that was kind of his like big gateway drug. I think for the most part it was like booze and pot, and then he gets into cocaine and it's like fucking let's fucking go. Yeah. Um I think for well, again, Again, obviously, we read all this stuff off the internet, so take that with a grain of salt. But, like, uh, there were some quotes that kind of gave you the impression that he, like, for a while kind of, like, feared that he wouldn't be able to stop. Like, he knew that he was an alcoholic or a drug addict for a while, but he was just like, I don't think I can stop, and so I'm just not going to address this. And he also kind of feared that, like, the substance is what led to a lot of his good writing. Um, but kind of said, looking back on things, Tommy Knockers, which was the last book he wrote on drugs, was, like, trash, apparently, in his opinion. Um, and I think, and he's kind of quoted saying that like writing's kind of what he gets his high off these days. Uh, a couple of other kind of facts related to this. Um, he did write some of his best, like for some of his most critically acclaimed, um, work 
pretty inebriated and doesn't remember some of the books that he wrote straight up, like, at all, um, which is, like, wild. Mind-blowing. Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, um, yeah, so I thought this was kind of interesting because I think that this is kind of the problem with a lot of addicts. Uh, quoted, this was a quote from him, um, I didn't just have a problem with beer and cocaine. I was an addictive personality. It was an addictive personality period. I was smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. I loved Listerine. I loved NyQuil. You name it. If it would change uh, your consciousness, I was all in for it. And so he, I think, like, really saw himself as, like, just a straight-up addict, not necessarily an addict of one thing or another, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, and, Super cool. Yeah. So that's Stephen King's personal life there a little bit. Cool. Um, yeah, I can, uh, unless you want to go Garb, I can launch into his, his, you know, history as an author. All right, cool. Um, so Rich kind of talked about this, um, a little bit, but obviously started writing at a very young age. Um, he, sorry, I'm kind of like skipping around my notes. Um, so yeah, he contributed to a school newspaper called Dave's Rags and he, uh, began just selling short stories to his friends when he was in school which I thought was kind of cool, like that, like a classmate, like had a story that was good enough where you'd be like, oh, I'm going to like pay money for this. It's like, obviously Instagram like media now. isn't the same thing that it was back in the day, but, and I guess one of his teachers caught him and it made him give like all of his profits back, but it just kind of showed that like, he's about that grind life. Um, he is a very so, hard worker. Yeah. And so in 1965, he wrote his um, first independently published short story called I Was a Teenage Grave Robber, um, won a Scholastic Art Award. Um, it's a nonprofit organization that like kind of recognizes young artists and writers across the country. Um, and then wrote in his college newspaper as well um, called Steve King's Garbage Truck. That was his like weekly article, which I thought was just kind of interesting. Um, sold his first professional short story um, because he had to pay for it. Um, he got, <laughs> this was kind of like a, just a random side fact, but he got arrested for petty larceny because he stole a bunch of traffic cones from like a highway patrol thing. And it was because he, there was traffic cones like all over the road and he couldn't avoid one one time and it knocked a muffler off his car. And so he had to go get it repaired and he was like, fuck this. And so he just like stole a shit ton of traffic cones thinking that they wouldn't catch him. And then they would just be like, ah, we have no more traffic cones. Guess that's it for putting traffic cones on the road um, and use the profits from that short story. But first short story, honestly, was like kind of weird. I guess it was along his writing criteria. But it's called The Glass Floor. It was published in 1967. It was about this guy who went to visit his brother-in-law because the guy's sister and his brother-in-law's wife had died. Um, and there was kind of like a funny story about it. And he wanted to go into the room. The guy wouldn't let him into the room until he finally did. And then it was a glass floor. And then the guy's like, I got super disoriented. It felt like I was in midair. And then the guy just dies. Um <laughs> Again, short story, so it was kind of, you know, very sure. odd. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and then after he graduated, tried to get a certificate to teach, um, but he couldn't really do it. So there was just no jobs available. So again, just continuing to sell, sell short stories. Um, and then That's as Rich touched on also. the laundry thing. He got out of school. Yeah, he okay. He really wasn't able to wasn't able to land a teaching job and so he was in industrial laundry and he was like kicking out them short stories at the time mm. um and so in 1973 got a signed by Doubleday publishing and published carrie it was his fourth novel but the first major published one um and obviously a very iconic one i'm kind of touching on his first three novels just because i feel like they're probably some of the biggest ones um, but for those of you who don't know, Carrie is just a story about a girl with like telekinetic powers. It's kind of, you know, preteen high school times. Um, and she gets bullied a lot and essentially gets set up to like win prom queen and then gets a bunch of pig blood dumped on top of her. And she just freaking loses it in a sense, like starts a electrical fire in the school and pretty much everyone dies. Um, yeah, so, you know, Yikes. pretty dark, pretty dark. 
Um, I won't go into just like the whole details. I'll just touch very briefly on them. After that, uh, 1975 published a next award-winning novel, Salem's Lot. Um, this is about a vampire colony. Main character Ben comes back to his hometown to write a book. Um, and kind of just along those lines, I feel like he touches on a lot of things from his personal life. Like he pulls these like, not basing it off of his personal life in, in t- the entirety, but he pulls small details of which he bases stories off of so this is about kind of a struggling writer who returns to his hometown who's like oh i had this really bad experience in this haunted house where i saw a ghost as a kid and i'm struggling right now and maybe this can help get me some inspiration and i guess the house was um short like purchased by this two people who were going to start a uh, antique dealership and the main guy kurt barlow um he's supposedly from australia but no one has ever seen him and then he has his partner um who is named richard streak strocker um and he's what they call a familiar and that's something in like medieval times where normal people would assist witches or wizards with their magic they're kind of like the assistant person but they weren't skilled in the the arcane arts themselves um and essentially shit hits the fan because as soon as they arrive, some sketchy shit starts happening, disappearances, a young boy turns up dead, um, and it's essentially about the vampire, Kurt Barlow, um, trying to take over the town and trying to create a vampire colony. Um, And then kind of what I would say is probably his most iconic work in 1977. He wrote The Shining, um, maybe not the most iconic, but probably received like the most critical acclaim just from it becoming a movie and everything in addition to that um obviously Carrie was a movie as well but that is about a uh, another struggling writer who kind of accepts an off-season position in Colorado and this is he was living in Colorado at the time as an off-season in caretaker and so he takes his family there and the guy's son his name is Danny I guess Danny possesses this ability called the shining which allows him to kind of like re- sense um like the past of certain type things so when they get to the hotel he can sense a lot of the dark past that has gone on in said hotel and i guess that kind of allows it to seep into the dad and really starts to affect his mental health and puts the wife and son in danger um if you haven't seen the movie and obviously personally i've never read the book but the movie is iconic um so if you haven't seen it and you like horror movies, would definitely recommend it. thought it was so cool that at this point, like 73, 75, 77, this dude is just pumping out banger after banger, like two years apart. Like yeah. these are and the, um, massive The article that I read about books. the drugs uh, like kind of alluded to like, because isn't the main character's name Jack in that book? In The Shining? Yeah, is it The sh- Am I thinking the right one? Well, anyways, whether I'm thinking The Shining or a different one. Well, I think oh, Jack Nicholson plays the guy I'll, in I'll The look, Shining. I'll look up the article, but essentially the whole point was that it was like, you know, he pulled from his, like, real-life experiences, and so, like, he had, like, admitted to, like, like, like having urges of being violent when he was, like, highly inebriated even around his family and like ah. that, that kind of like seeped into his his writing as an experience at the end of the day mm. right? that would make sense um so yeah so that was kind of just like this you know his at this point now he's kind of being recognized as like the preeminent horror writer kind of across the genre like in the world um so he's really kind of garnered a lot of respect and then in the uh late 70s he actually started to publish under a, a pseudonym called Richard Bachman. And I thought that was interesting because it kind of lines up. I didn't realize the drug timeline. And so I'm sure this kind of played into it a little bit. But he did it from the late 70s into the 80s. And it probably was influenced like some with the drugs and then was his sobriety. But he was kind of under this illusion that he had stumbled into this popularity as a writer and he wasn't actually that good. And so he thought that 
he gained notoriety or maybe he thought that Carrie was really good um and kind of gained notoriety for it and then people just kind of were like oh Stephen King's so good and they were just like basing you know getting his stuff off of name alone and so he created the pseudonym and started publishing short stories to see if he was actually good in this like other writer could become popular so i thought that was kind of interesting um he was actually outed when i say like outed by this washington dc bookstore clerk who just like compared like all the stuff and he would go to like the library of congress and like read the two stories like side by side and just eventually found similarities between them and was like yo richard bachman is stephen king like so i thought that was kind of interesting um one thing I did kind of skip over that I just want to touch on too, his first novel, Carrie, um, he wasn't even going to write it. It was originally supposed to be a short story and he wrote the first three pages and he was like, this book is fucking garbage and like crumpled up the pieces of paper, threw them in the garbage can and his wife pulled them out and read it and was like, honey, I think you got like the foundation here. And she's like, let me kind of help you write it. I'll give you some female perspective about it because it's obviously focusing around like a younger teenage girl. Um, and they adapted it from a short story into a novel. And it became the thing that just had his career take off. And I was like, how close was he to just like not even writing this book? Um, which is, it's pretty crazy. Um, and so, yeah, just a couple of the, things that led him to his success um his style was always to read and write for four to six hours a day and to get at least two thousand words down and he's like that's the only way that you're gonna be good is if you just put in the time and you continue to read and to write um his biggest influencer was the author named richard matheson and he's best known for the guy that wrote the story i am legend um obviously most people probably right. know it as the film that will smith plays in as great it was adapted movie. into that Fantastic great movie. movie great movie which i'm surprised you like because mm. a little bit on the horror side i am legend's yeah. not on the horror side it's post -apoc I mean, it's, 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 it's post-apocalyptic yeah yeah but i mean there's some scary zombie shit they're popping out like it's not eh. Eh. Oh, not too bad it's a little jumpy yeah. at times okay um yeah yeah, I would say that kind of, you know, I kind of just focused on those first three books in his early writing career and then obviously had numerous works after that. But uh, yeah, I would say that's kind of at least the start of his, you know, big writing career in a nutshell. So pretty, nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Rich, have you ever seen a Stephen King movie? No. No? You sure about that? Oh, uh, yeah, he I have. Shawshank about... Redemption. Sorry. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank yep. Redemption. Yep. Sure. He wrote Shawshank Redemption. So they actually, he's not all scary because he also wrote "Stand by Me." I didn't know that he wrote "Stand." Wow, by really? Me. Yep. Wow. He's got a lot. Wait, stand by he's got me. A lot. book first, or was it? Did he just write the script for "Stand by Me"? Uh, well, I think they were all kind of books first. Wow. Yeah, it was a book, and then that's a gr that is a great. He also wrote movie. "Dark Tower," which is more of a fantasy yeah, novel. Than, that's true. Than horror. Yeah. So he's not all horror. So but that's what he's most known for. He is, yeah, he's most known for horror, for sure. Um, so, yeah, he's written, actually, I just looked this up. He's actually had, like, 60 movies, like, that he's, like, books that were adapted from books, yeah, which he's, is wild. Yeah, he's a fucking grinder. He said, I think it was, like, as of 21, I think it was 96 books, like, including, like, how to write books and biographies. Like, he's an absolute animal. Animal. So I'm going to talk about just like some of the scenes and probably movies that you've seen because I live in Bangor, Maine, as you know, probably if you listen to the podcast and this dairy, New Hampshire, this dairy location uh, that he uses in a lot of his books. I forgot how many books it is. It's like 20 of his stories. He uses dairy, which is really Bangor. And he basically didn't want to say Bangor because it's like all this horror shit and he didn't want like people coming to Bangor to like murder people. So he just called it dairy. Um, so it's like that was his reason, I guess, which is, you know, which is nice. You you appreciate that as somebody who which lives in nice. Bangor, you're saying? Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> Raising a kid in Bangor. You know, I don't want like crazy people coming here. Um, so um, big ones. Probably a lot of the, the list, listeners have seen the movie It's. Yeah. Right. So a lot of it 
is, I mean, it's supposed to be based in Derry. That's really Bangor. The drain. It's the drain that I walk by often. That drain in it where the, uh, I guess it's like where Pennywise is and where like they the live in kid. the sewer. Yeah. That's on the corner of Jackson and Union Street, right by the pool that we brought Eliza to a whole bunch this summer. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, you gotta take a picture the, so we can post it on the po- on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, the Thomas Hill standpipe, uh, kind of right by that drain, is basically just like a big water tower. Um, that is in it as well, right in Bangor, and it too. They made um, in the beginning of the movie. They're at a restaurant, like where they're all kind of like at a reunion. And that restaurant is called Oriental Jade. And in the movie, they called it Jade of Orient. So obviously, like, for copyright or whatever. So I thought that was pretty funny. And that's right by the Bangor Mall. And so it was just, like, a little Asian restaurant attached to Bangor Brewery right by the movie theater. Um, they used the Main State Fair, which, in the in the beginning of It too, which is the scene where, like, uh, there's these high school bull- bullies chasing after the kid, and I think they kill him. And then they see Pennywise in the river right there. That's all the Main State Fair in Bangor, which is really not too much of a thing anymore. There's a lot of it's kind of being slowly shut down, um, unfortunately. And then so that's for it too. We also have the Paul Paul Bunyan statue, which if you look at things to do in Bangor, Maine, guess what the number one thing to do is? Go to the Paul Bunyan statue. Go to the Paul Bunyan statue, baby, right across the casino, between the casino Yeehaw! and the Cross Insurance Center. Yeehaw! Y'all ever been to the Paul Bunyan statue? Y'all have a nice day now. <laughs> also, by the Bangor waterfront, which, in my opinion, is probably the number one thing to do in Bangor. I think the number one thing to do that. when you go to Bangor is hit the fucking slots, kid. Hit the table. Ah, dude, golf at Bangor Muni. Golf at Bangor Muni. Bangor Muni, lovely. Lovely establishment. Nice establishment. All in the same area. It's um, a nice establishment. It's a nice establishment. You don't want Bangor Beauty letting it get to their head. Uh, another place in that area, which is not in a movie, um, Angelo's. Angelo's is like a pizza sub kind of place. And <laughs> Stephen King has been seen there multiple times. Oh, I thought you were just a... shouting out. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Angelo's, they make a bean chicken bar. And I just wanted to take this second to mention our sponsors, Angelo's, Bangor, Maine. Angelo's. Angelo's. If you like it saucy, you like it Angelo's. <laughs> use use promotion code New England Social to get five dollars off your next sub. Don't actually use that. No, code, don't though. use that. We actually are not affiliated with Angelo's. Uh, yes, he has been seen there because he lives. He actually lives, uh, or he has a house right by it. Which is like a couple blocks from me, but he lives. He does still kind of live there once in a while, but I think he lives in Florida most of the time now, which is sad. Another another location in Pet Cemetery. Um, if you've seen Pet Cemetery, there's actually a cameo of Stephen King, um, where he is, I guess, a priest at a funeral in a cemetery, and that is actually Mount Hope Cemetery. And I have been to Mount Hope Cemetery in Bangor because I didn't know this was a thing. But Megan wanted to go for a walk a couple of years, a couple of falls ago at a cemetery. And I'm like, I don't think going for a walk at a that's cemetery is kind that's, of, weird. that's a that's weird, weird thing weird. to me. I'm sorry. And she put out this Instagram poll and like it was like 75% said that's not weird and it's normal. That's to go super for a weird. Walk no, it's that not. is super weird. Even as someone that likes horror stuff, like I love horror movies, that's a weird thing to do. I'm just not trying to be like, what what am I doing up in a cemetery if I'm not visiting someone? Like, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So, like, we went, we went for a walk around the cemetery, and that it's really, it's like a nice walk, I guess, but it's just like weird. You know what I mean? It's like an old cemetery, but yeah, that that was in uh, Pet Cemetery. So she's a big maybe I'll pull I'll pull our too, listeners. Though, right? Those people freak me out. Carol's big yeah, murder podcast gal freaks me out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing about uh, you talked about Carrie Nick. That's his first like big book. Yep. Um, that was filmed at a pink house in North Berwick, Maine. Part of it was filmed at a pink house in North Berwick, Maine that I pass all the time. If I'm going from Megan's parents in Sanford, oh yeah, and I'm going to Portsmouth. 
Last time we drove from there. Yeah, That's right. We did. That's awesome. I thought it was Jumanji, Rich. It, I said Jumanji. You did say Jumanji. It was actually... It was actually Carrie because I talked to Megan about this. It's, I thought it was Jumanji so was filmed in New Hampshire. I was like, what part of Jumanji was shot there? You know what I mean? But I let it go because I was like, I haven't seen Jumanji in, you know, a while. It's actually, uh, it was filmed in Johnny C's hometown. Jumanji was, yeah. Keen. Yeah. yeah. Keen. Was it Keen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Queso. <laughs> yeah. Queso Dillon. Isn't that Queso's hometown? Yeah. 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 Evan West, yeah. too. So, Evan West. Nick, did you say he didn't teach? Because I thought he taught at Hamden No, High he School. did teach. He no, he just grade. couldn't get a job initially when he tried to be a teacher after graduating. He did. And Hamden, it was tough, Hamden and that's Academy. when Rich was like, yeah. He taught yeah. at Hamden Academy for uh, a cup, just a couple of years, though. Just a couple of years. Gotcha. Okay, I was going to say. So, yeah, that's that's basically it. Derry is Bangor. Okay, let's get it straight, people. If you, if you take one thing away from this podcast... No, that Terry's Bangor. Terry's fucking Bangor, bro. Terry's Bangor. Y'all? And if you if you want a tour of all the stuff I just talked about, SK tours the main. And you promotion code. Like, promotion <laughs> code doing this. Three hour tour of Bangor with a discussion of a how the town inspired Stephen King. Bangor, get the fuck three out hour of tour. Here. Three hour tour. Oh man. No doubt. I go for walks. All the time. I always see this tour bus walking by or driving by with a fucking Pennywise on it and shit. If it I'm wasn't like, horror stuff, I'd be like, let's get loaded and go on that tour. Yeah, but they're not going to do anything scary on the know, tour, bro. <laughs> Come on. It. It's like a... I'm not about it. I'm not about it. I'd be down, actually. Be I'll fun. think about it because that would be a funny that would be a funny episode because you know some funny shit would go down. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll if, follow uh, up we do that, a right? Bangor episode round two. Hey. Um... um yeah <laughs> okay cool very cool anything else there Garb? no that's all i got for you today awesome fantastic um i don't want to go too long here but i do want to just acknowledge on our closeout here the nfl is kind of fucking crazy right now dude there's been a it's wild there's been like a lot of upsets there's like a lot of teams that look really good right now um the nfl is nuts it's absolutely bonkers right now so, um, I remember the end of last season at the Super Bowl, I was saying Bills for the Super Bowl. I think Nick kind of agreed with me. Rich, do you remember what you said? Uh, Super Bowl prediction? Well, we can go I, back and look. It's okay. I don't know. I might or you have an updated one. We want an updated one. Um, do you have an updated one? For a Super Bowl prediction. I know I kind of just put you on the spot. I think I gotta go Ravens. I I I, I, I don't that. think I don't think that they necessarily like. I'm going Ravens because they're my. If you don't know, they're my team. But I'm not. I am a homer, but I'm not one to pick pick a homer pick. Uh, but I just think that the Ravens have just as much ability and opportunity to go. And I think that they're kind of in a position right now where it's like, yeah, like maybe some people are injured here or there, but like assuming everybody who's healthy right now stays healthy like this is the best shot that you've had in years you have a very you have a a quarterback that looks like he's at his best right now um well so i will say on a side note i feel like that that was a call of mine i said lamar jackson mvp in the preseason and he is looking pretty solid so far yeah when I remember saying it on one of our episodes. Right, I told it, you. I was tape, like, find the tape, okay. Find God, the I'm surprised. I remember telling you. I was like, I, I, dude, like, yeah, I'm just saying. I was like, I think Lamar Jackson might have like a return. I, I, I just want you to have him. the sound bite for in case you're right. Cause I think he's, he's on the way. Right. I want you to have yeah. the sound bite though. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's looking great. Um, the, the secondary is, you know, had a really bad game against the dolphins. It, you know, I think that that was a fluke. Um, they pretty much won us the game last last week. Um, so, and you know, the defensive you know front seven is is always been pretty tight. And so, Patrick Queen looks like an absolute animal this year. Um, their D line is on point. Um, so I just I feel like they have just as much chance as any team. And so I kind of I feel like I need to go with them. That said, I think that right now, after week three in the NFL. There, I feel like you could. I could name five, six teams that are like, yeah, they have like just as much opportunity to go. There's a lot of good looking teams. What about you guys? 
I'm still going Bills. I'm gonna keep I think the Bills look like very, very good. But last, um, you don't think last week was kind of like exposing of the Bills and like. I feel like last week was I think a lot that was of what more happened. Of a heat. The, I think that was a heat thing. Against the Dolphins. I think that that was a heat thing. It's like it was the humidity that they were recording was like insane. Like dig, so many players kept coming out with cramps. Like digs like didn't even play in the second half. I think that that was – don't get me wrong. I think Miami's good. But like I know they own the head-to-head record. But if you asked – me who is a better team i would bills, take the bills 100% i go bills but yeah. i i think that i i the way other teams are looking on right now i think you're gonna need to be freaking ironclad yeah. in, in the in the in the playoffs and i just the bills i i just feel like they i mean drop that every dude week. i mean that's like the ravens two weeks ago against the dolphins like 100 dropped what that was the first thing like, that I, so yeah just, what was the first thing know, i said yeah 100 that's what i'm just I, saying but no bills, but that's what i would rebuttal bills are, with. The, are the i don't i think the ravens is a little bit of it's not a hot a steamy take but i think the majority take is the bills is what i'm saying yeah yeah i just so think I'm that just, they I'm have just talking against it i'm just talking against it yeah, yeah. The, the bills um, have just as much opportunity and just as much chance as the ravens do they have yeah. a lot of the same things great quarterback they've got weapons and an awesome defense i mean I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but Who do you I think well, a who's sneak. Your Super Bowl pick? No, I know, but I'm just saying, like a sneaky, sneaky pick. I think, like I could see them in the AFC Championship game is the Jaguars. Who are you picking though? I'm, I'm, dude. I'm. If you ask me right now, I'm picking the Patriots. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Patriots suck. Um, I'm probably picking the Bills. <laughs> all that to just turn around and pick the bills you, you're such an asshole um okay two bills ravens for me um that's great all right cool we'll see how it works out i honestly i i literally like i'm interested to see what the end of the season looks like because it teams look crazy right now. there's a lot of parody yeah that's for there's, sure there's a lot man um the eagles, eagles look good I, in the I NFC. feel like the eagles yeah. look like they're figuring some shit out um the Miami Dolphins feel a lot more like like a lot of their games have been splashes, and I'm being a hater because that's how they beat the 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 Ravens. But I so I'm not as concerned with them. Um, but I, I yeah, kind of feel, not sustainable. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Eagles are starting to figure some shit out. Um, to be honest, and I feel like the Chiefs are are rolling. Um, Bills are rolling. I think the Ravens got something going on. There's a lot of really good teams out there, man. A lot of good teams. What do we? Uh... Hey, what about Nick's favorite team? Oh, Bucks. Yeah, Nick, you're not picking the Bucks. The Bucks are also another. No, team. the Bucks. So I think that like right now people are super down on them. I think that they're. It's all like injuries. Like people are like, oh, is Tom Tom Brady literally isn't throwing. He's throwing to Russell Gage. Was his number one wide receiver? Yeah. Last week. No, I'm not coming so think, down. Well, he's never had weapons. He's never had weapons. <laughs> he has in Tampa. <laughs> um, you guys watching? I mean, are you we guys watching anything good? Playing anything good? Um, Rings of Power is like my big thing right now. Yeah, Rings of Power is um, really good right now. Like elite, elite level stuff. I know it came out a little while ago too, but me and Laura just power watched the Bear on Hulu, the bear is and that so good, also. Dude. I thought that was fantastic. Bear, if you're not watching the bear, you're you're doing it wrong. Nice short episodes, like yeah. It's also just it's like, eight. Ep- it's four hours of TV. It, I I enjoyed the mm. bear. I'm really enjoying Rings of Power. I'm really enjoying House of the Dragon. The ba- I would recommend the bear over both of them right now. Easy, easy. Mm. Much more digestible. Super quick. Um, the uh, I can't it's a lot more mainstream. Lot, if you're like giving well, someone, yeah. I think also. It's also a lot less splashy though, but I also think like I don't know the the guy who plays Lip and Shameless, um, the American yeah. version of Shameless. Mm-hmm. Like he's so good in it. He is so. He is a, good. he is a very talented actor. Garby, you watch anything good? Play anything good? Read anything good? Nah, I'm, I'm reading a lot of. I'm taking classes, so that's what I do at night on the weekdays. Yeah. Yeah. And I finished my half marathon. Nice. Oh, you fucking crushed it! I did do that dude. for you those won. of you. For those of you who follow the podcast on Instagram, you probably already know this, but I did finish my half marathon. I beat the person I was competing against. What did you take home for the dub? What was the money? 320 bucks. After registration? 
including registration. So 250 plus the 70. So I got my registration back plus 250 profit. That's badass, dude. So I was tailing her the whole time. I just stayed right behind her. Probably closest I got was like 10 feet. Mile 12, I just take off. I just sprint right past her. And then, boom, done. She gave up. She like I looked back. She was like waving. Wow. Unreal. And then, so it was at um, Flight Deck Brewery in in Brunswick. So right by the Brunswick Airport, small little airport. It had some great beers. Your typical kind of uh, microbrewery, but a nice setup. They have a nice outdoor setup. They got a whole pizza joint. They got food trucks. Great setup. So. I think I'm gonna do it again next That's year. That's awesome, dude. Nice. Call myself, I wouldn't, but I think I am. That's good awesome. stuff, dude. Would you ever do a? Would you ever do a full? No, I don't yeah. think so. Okay. I don't want to. Um, do it. I got a Steam Deck, um, which is a like it's like a portable gaming system. It's fucking awesome, and I'm Ooh. playing a ton of Rollerdrome on it, which is awesome. And like Rollerdrome is like Tony Hawk Pro Skater with guns. Kind of. Okay. It's sick. Uh, if you play a lot of video games, <laughs> it's like $29 on Steam. If that's a little steep for you, put it on your wish list and then just wait for it to be on sale. If it's not too steep for you and you, or you're just like really looking for a game, it's a fucking fantastic game. It is awesome. Uh, so this is just a console like console like a PlayStation kind of thing? Steam Deck? Yeah. It's like uh, think of Nintendo Switch, but it's kind of got the power of like a PlayStation. Oh, yeah, cool. it's badass, and so. But it's handheld. It's handheld. It's handheld. Yeah, so you know. Okay. Next time I, I you know visit you guys, uh, I'll probably have that with me. So. Gotcha. Um. Nick, where can they find us? So you can find us at any social, any underscore social on Instagram and any social too on Twitter. Not a burner account. Rich is running it. <laughs> It's not, Please follow. It's not a burner account. Um, oh, yeah, personal account. My uh, personal Instagram, at sun underscore of underscore ray 24. That's Ryan A. Garby on Instagram. Ryan A. G-A-R-B as in boy E. Uh, and the A stands for Ariel because you soar, Garby. My name is Richard Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can get me at Kennedy1627 on Instagram. Um, again, please, please, even if you like just have a Twitter account that you never use, just jump on really quick and throw us a follow for the algorithm at any social uh, two on Twitter. Uh, I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goss and Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social. Peace. Later, y'all. Peace.